Hi there, this is Alyssa from Unbusy, where I teach you how to simplify your home, create routines that work for you as a work-at-home mom, and up-level your work-from-home mindset. You're in for a treat today because this is actually a live coaching call. Tammy is an esthetician with a four-year-old and a 17-year-old. So on this call, we're going to map out a plan for her to make space in her life for more time with her kids and husband, as well as more sleep and productivity for her. And if you want to call just like this, but tailored to you and your problems, then fill out this quick application to get started working with me, because I want you to be an amazing work-at-home mom and actually be able to get everything done. So let's make sure you truly love your work-at-home mom life. Head on over to the link below and let's make it happen. So hi, Tammy. Welcome to the show. Hi, Alyssa. Thanks for taking time to work with me. You're so welcome. Give me the two-minute brain dump on your work-life-family balancing sure. issues. Absolutely. Well, I'm coming into this particular call rather tender and tired. Um, I've had um, a bit of emotional things going on. And so whenever that is really um, kind of present, I have a hard time seeing direction and seeing the forest from the trees. Um, I work in a very um, energetic type of field as well. And I love what I do. And I also love my kids. And I don't feel that I'm my best person in either of them right now, as well as with my husband. And we also have an aging dog. And so, and then family around town too. And so I feel like there's a lot that I'd like to be attending to that I really want to. And it's, it's not the obligatory shoulds at all. Instead, it's the it's what I would really like in my heart's desire. And, and I'm not checking off those boxes either in a healthy or productive way. And so I feel sad. I feel that I'm missing out on things and, and emotions and experiences. And, and I don't know where, where the change is going to come or how that's going to come, but yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And I, first off, I just want to commend you for being so self-aware, you know, it's stressing you out when you're not getting to what you want you know that these are not shoulds, that these are desires. And a lot of people don't even make it to that stage. They're just overloaded with the should part. And you know that you're not doing well when you don't have enough sleep and when you don't have enough time with family. Like those are the things people push off. And you know, those are real things that like, those are your top priorities as well. Yeah. So, and I know you're feeling, as you said, the tender and emotional right now with the other stuff going on in your life. Uh, the truth is you've actually pinpointed a lot of the problems for yourself. So that is huge because we don't have to go digging. We know exactly where to start for this. So first of all, I was going to talk about the work section. Do you have set times when you're taking your clients? And if so, are you happy with those hours? Yeah. So I would say in theory, I am because I feel like I can see everybody that I want to see. Yet at the same time, I feel um, unbalanced in it because I do work most Saturdays and I don't take a day off during the week, though I may have scheduled a certain amount of time here and there for other things. Like I will put it on my calendar um, at work, but I don't run an efficient home calendar. I don't have, I feel like I'm kind of flying by night in so many different things. And even though um, I think I've got a, a solid amount of hours to meet my clients' needs, there's follow-up that I'd like to do. There's more tidying and cleaning and inventory and learning and studying in the industry. And I like to write articles for Dermoscope and other things like that. And, and none of that's happening. Even I teach skincare and I need to be online more with emails. And it's so difficult for me to, to, to reach the people that are trying to also reach me because I don't have a structure or a system for that. Um, and 
and it was interesting, I was listening to one of your calls where you were talking about cyclicalness and even female cycles. And I started laughing because I was like, wow, like the, the fact that like you can have energy to do something and conquer the world. And then like a few days later, all of a sudden feel like you are the most ineffective person and ineffective person in the world. Like I was like, that's actually a thing. Um, so did I answer your question? Yes. Yes. Perfectly. Okay. So ideally for Saturdays, what would you like? Is it that you'd like to be able to work not at all or a part day, or you just need a couple hours to yourself? What's your ideal around that? Yeah. So for Saturday, I'd like to be available for the 17 year old by not having every Saturday booked with work, though she's got a very full life on her own. So it wouldn't be like I would be not working Saturdays and spending a ton of time with her. That's just the nature of where she is in her stage of life. Um, I would like to be around with the little guy. I just, I, my heart hurts with the amount that I've worked since he was born. And yet at the same time, I find a lot of joy in the students I've been able to pour into and the people I've been able to pour into in the clinic and build my business. And so, but I know that, that I will, I will, it will not settle well if I continue at this pace. And so I would say right now I'm working either four or five Saturdays or three or four Saturdays, depending on the month of how many Saturdays there are in the month. Um, and I don't know what that would look like due to a variety of dynamics and things to take it to two. But yesterday and the day before, as I was thinking about kind of what work-life balance meant, maybe two Saturdays might be a healthy, healthy transition and just really fill those Saturdays intently because Saturday is an important day in clinic. Um, I just don't want to lose that space of being able to, you know, go in there other days too. But I guess that's, that's another thought for another time. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you have a good idea of two Saturdays is a good balance for what your family needs from you. So that's definitely something to explore. And then to get a bigger picture. So the time with your kids and husband has been coming up a lot. How much time a day, just roughly an average or a week, if that's easier, are you spending with your kids and husband now? So like walk me through the family free time parts of your day. Sure. Um, So uh, my husband's a teacher and he teaches at the school where Caden goes, the four-year-old. Um, he's in preschool and my husband's a teacher in middle school. And so he'll leave um, quite a bit earlier than I take Caden to school um, because the middle school, their their middle school starts at a different time. And so um, in the morning, I'll be with him for wake up. And ideally, I'd like that morning time even to look differently. Like in my mind, I would like it to be snuggling, getting out, getting him out of bed, snuggling, giving him something warm to sip on, whether it's tea or milk or whatever it is, and reading to him a little bit and doing a little bit of a Bible devotional. And it's my structure time in the morning is not what I want it to be. And I don't know, I don't know how to take the steps to change it, but sometimes I'll actually put on like a little show on my phone for him just to get him distracted so I can get him dressed, to get him out the door, to be able to get him to school on time, to be able to get myself to work on time. I mean, there's things that, I don't know if it's that I just feel ashamed about how I'm doing it, but it's not it's not working for me for how I want his mind and his development to be. Like, I'd like him to, to be participating in that and not to push back. But I feel like every time I've given him a show, I have like 20 times that I need to unlearn that and to get it. And so I'm just. Yeah. I really like to encourage you to lean into your mom intuition here. That's a beautiful vision you have of the snuggling him awake with the Bible and the hot drink that which would make 
some amazing memories for both of you. You already know what you want in this instance. And that is great. That is wonderful. Because so many moms start from a place of, ah, I hate my life. I hate this section of it. But I do not know what I actually want to make this better. I just don't know. I don't want the now. So you have that vision. So now we just need to work on concrete steps to make it there. So can you tell me something that's getting in the way of why it's not slowed down and snuggling right now? Is there a time pressure? Are there chores you're doing at the same time you can't bump right now? Time pressure, uh, getting him up early enough to make, to have that space in the morning to do it and still get the elderly dog out. Um, We live in an apartment and so Chloe needs to get out and go to the bathroom. And so it probably it's revamping that time of getting her out earlier and then getting him to school and then taking her out a second time before I start work maybe. Um, and it, I don't, it's, I feel like it's not, it's not like that, that difficult to come up with concepts like that. It's the implementation. Like I feel like mm-hmm. a failure sometimes where I'm just like, I, I come up with ideas and I'm like, this would be really great to do, or I'll do this. And then, you know, it's 1 30 in the morning or two in the morning and I'm going to sleep for a five o'clock alarm in the morning. And I'm like, Oh, this is not going to be good for my health. But so I would say maybe for Caden, the little guy for nighttime routine the night before is that that's consistent mm-hmm. so that then he'll get up a little earlier or at a consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Random think? question. Can anyone else deal with the dog for one or the other? Would that help? Or is no one else home? Um, other people are home. Family dynamic typically is that that's part of my morning role. Okay. That's something we could look into shifting in terms of, I would suggest something to throw out for you to chew on is your primary job is getting your son ready. Mm-hmm. Like, dog is presumably family dog and you're the mother you're helping him because obviously you don't have to get your husband up you don't have to get your daughter up so it's like you're the only one who can get him up and provide the mommy snuggle part anyone can deal with the dog the other thing this is longer term to consider is you mentioned chloe was elderly i don't know how much longer she has and can you stick it out until she's passed and then free it up. That still doesn't help the morning now, however. So that's more of a second tier solution. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like that maybe, maybe it's just speaking it out loud and saying how absolutely crazy it sounds when it actually comes out. Like <laughs> Maybe that's just what I, I needed to hear is because I love mornings. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I can back up my night to go to sleep earlier, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is a whole other conversation. Um, or a little later in this one, but then I could get up at 4.45, get a couple mm-hmm. things, um, and then get her out once her bones warm up a little bit, and then be back in plenty of time for Caden to get up and still facilitate my husband's need for what his routine looks like, and him getting to school, and then Christine with her lunch and breakfast and all that stuff, so I just, yeah. I've seen people homeschool. I've had a lot of friends that have, I originally, that was my heart for Christine and I didn't due to different dynamics and, you know, some survival mode techniques that we went into with some, you know, changes early on. And, and 
and there's a slower pace that I see and a very intentionality that I I try to to bring in and sometimes it just feels like a ping pinball machine like I'm like okay the ball's going out but it's going all over and I do like a sense of control I'll be the first to admit that you know on road trips I'm the one that drives <laughs> like, and and it's a freeing thing too mm-hmm. yeah well I want to commend you on two points here just to reflect back to you you had the idea to get up at 4 45 that if we fix some of the evening stuff, all of a sudden, like that is the domino, it fixes everything in your morning. So mm-hmm. I think that would be key. So we should definitely talk yeah. about that. And number right. two, the fact that you actually like mornings. Almost every mom I talk to says, I hate mornings. <laughs> <laughs> but you and I actually love them. <laughs> we don't mind getting up early. So like this is a huge like personality strength. So yes, absolutely lean into it. All right, so let's go ahead and bump over to the sleep part. Sin, you talked about going to bed at 1 or one thirty. Is that normal for you right now? There's no normalcy with that. Okay. None have a normal schedule. My husband is really being intentional about like his health instruction and all of that and really taking that um, like by the horns in terms of sleep as best he can. He's the primary um, he's point for his mom and care for his elderly mom. And so there's a lot in that quadrant. And then of course, all the kids that he teaches. And so there's, there's very much an independence on that. I mean, conversation and connectedness and being there for each other and figuring stuff out is absolutely a core part of our relationship. And that being said, if any of this needs to involve him more and sitting down and talking about it, he's all in Um, right now, how it works is he's the one that typically is getting a little bit more sleep sometimes, sometimes not. Um, sometimes we'll get into conversations with the 17 year old. We're in the thick of the college decision process right now, uh, which is exciting and an opportunity as well as a bit overwhelming, um, from a financial perspective is, you know, taking a look at like, okay, what college means, what with what scholarship and, and I need to create space for the scholarships too. I mean, that is a very big part of, of being able to launch her to where she wants to go is coming right alongside her and saying, I have made time for this. We're going to get this. We're going to break down these 2,500 scholarships and see if there's three there that you can apply for. Like, that's also weighing on me. Um, She has her Girl Scout Gold Award that she wants to finish, and I would like her to complete, and it just means submitting stuff. Have we done it? No. Four and a half months later, haven't touched it. Like, and these are good things. None of this is a should. This is, and so the evenings are like kind of starting with this or cleaning the kitchen or tidying something. Like, one thing for me is the floor can be dirty. The laundry can be kind of haphazard and we're in a process of doing whatever with laundry. But if the fish aren't fed and the dog's not taken care of and the kitchen counters and the sink isn't clean, I have trouble sleeping. And then I got, I have like a little three I cage for my for reading and my mm-hmm. content. Like okay. that. I don't know what's like it's been created for a little while because the whole idea when I was listening to Jamie Palme and you and your last podcast with her is like oh my gosh they're living their best lives like I can do this too <laughs> like, um so evenings are they're not what I'd like it to to be um and the light the late night is like there's just always one more thing that I'm like okay well, I need to take care of this or I need to respond to this but it's like a fire drill it's not because it's calculated and organized mm-hmm. yeah and so good about I'm you know I have I have varicose veins, so I lay on my back for 15 minutes on my back. I'll read something that's like my reading time with my feet up 
And then I'll usually fall asleep doing that. Like 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, I'm like, oh gosh, I need to get into bed. It's like, it's a hot mess. Yeah. I mean, it's not, but it's, I guess you just got to find humor. Mm-hmm. In it. Random thought with the two Saturdays we were going to suggest you set aside as intentional family time. I'm guessing mm-hmm. the whole day wouldn't be family time. Would it sound possible to squeeze out an hour or two for some of these evening fire drill, urgent sounding things, push them off to those Saturdays? So, you know, every two weeks you're getting to something like that. How would that sound? I think if I, if I, if I can be organized enough to have like some sort of a sense of what those fire drills are so that I could have like a list of all of that, rather than just attending to the loudest one, like the squeaky mm-hmm. wheel, um, then that could that could definitely work. Yeah, because I know I get very stressed when things pop up and suddenly it's a shoot have to do. And it may not be I have to do it tonight, but it really does need to get done this month, preferably this week. Mm-hmm. And that's how I automatically want to handle it is go do it right now. But knowing that your energy limits are no, I actually can't or I can, but I will get no rest whatsoever. Yeah. What works for me then is writing it down somewhere, you know, whatever I need to do to remind myself what it is and knowing I have time to get to that later. So margin hours. And if it's a perfectly fine, if you don't have them during the week or during your typical work days, but find either one day a week or one day a month or the one day every two weeks. And that's when you attend to all those random tasks. That is something I found super key in handling pop-ups because when you're always putting out fires it's like okay we have to admit that the fires are normal Mm -hmm. so it's not a cleaning routine but it's a power hour to you know just deal with stuff okay and then where do we fit cleaning into that just kind of wherever yes um well what works better for your mind have you tended to notice routines or clean one thing a day or are you more like the person you'd rather do all the cleaning on one day and completely ignore it the rest of the week like what's, what's best for your personality you've noticed so far? I don't know yet. Laundry is a constant thing. Like I'm doing laundry every day, which is kind of a family right. job. You're like, oh yeah, you have the laundry going. Because I don't like having laundry <laughs> in laundry bins. Okay. Kitchen um, sink is always clean. The floors are gross. Um, okay. I would love to have some sort of an efficient way of cleaning floors. And maybe that's a me issue of, of what my expectation is of a clean floor. Um, but Chloe Dog blesses us with like about a cat worth of fur twice a day. Just like... <laughs> and um then you know there's crumbles and different people's style of eating and they're just yeah stain and I'd like to vacuum more but um I don't do it Mm -hmm. well I'm with you I do have picky standards for clean floors in my case that's because I would rather walk barefoot and that gets everything it feels everything. (laughs) So what I found is people will talk about I grew up we vacuumed once a week that was it and I'm like oh that does not work like mm-hmm. at all, it, it will not stay clean. Yeah. Uh, once a day vacuuming, you know, like you said with your dog, it will not stay clean. Yeah. So what I found is we needed twice a day in the, whatever the dirty main dirty areas were. So we don't need to vacuum our bedroom. We don't need to really deal with the kids or rather I'm not walking in their room so often that I need to deal with theirs. Yeah. We don't need most rooms in the house for us. We need our living room and our kitchen, only those. And sometimes the living room doesn't need it daily, but it needs it multiple times a week. It's the kitchen that really needs it a couple of times a week. So which rooms in your house are more the, I really notice it and it really bugs me here. Yeah. The kitchen and the great room. Okay. Great. Same thing. I like to go barefoot. It's 
and the, you know, the way that house is is where I'm sitting right now like you know, it's the great <laughs> here and there's the kitchen yeah and then are these carpet non-carpet uh rug okay yeah okay and do you have like for me I don't actually enjoy vacuuming but I like sweeping do you have any cleaning preferences like that in terms of like sweeping swiffer mopping vacuuming um, I like vacuuming and then getting something that'll be like wet and make it really, really like nice and clean and smell good. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of sweeping. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of camping, which I love camping. <laughs> keep the sweeping at the camping. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Sure. sure. Non dust. <laughs> okay. So we already know what you like. That's great. We know it's only two rooms in the house. Okay. Um, do you, when you said that it wasn't happening, vacuuming wasn't happening, is that a matter of you personally like vacuuming, but maybe not necessarily the house twice a day? Or is that a, you just, you just plan, you don't have time, even if you'd like to. I haven't, yeah, I haven't made the time. And then I'm also sensitive to the noise yeah. uh, in terms of just, we don't have one of those houses that just spread out a lot. Like yeah. it's a apartment, but it's it just it kind of be, be sensitive about what time of day, whether it's the little guy or you know, people are home. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I would suggest in Mom Life Made Easy, the chore delegation module, mm-hmm. that has a lot about handing off chores to your kids because okay. I found it was too much to handle, especially with a home business. Like I was handing off some before then, but especially as soon as I started the business, I was like, oh, I need to get myself out of most of the housework. Mm-hmm. So having you mean your four-year-old not so much I mean he can drive laundry baskets to the laundry all day every day for you and like move things laundry to dryer so have him do that because sometimes laundry sounds way easier at least to me when I'm like okay all I have to do is program it and put in soap I didn't actually have to move wet clothes and do stuff so see if maybe you can get him helping with that and everything else look at splitting at least evenly you know by thirds maybe with all your other family members so that you are not the person solely responsible because yes, you do have a lot of demands on your time. And it's like, what are these real heart priorities here? You really want time with them and you really love this business and God's gifted you for it. And it's amazing. Oh, and someone needs to cook and clean and run errands. Well, a lot of people could do those, but only you can be the mother and the wife and the salon person and all of that. Yeah. So it's like you are prioritizing your giftings and your purpose and your family, and you're ensuring that the other stuff gets done and realizing it doesn't have to be you that does it. You just have to make sure that you're responsible for seeing that someone does it. What's your response when a family member pushes back and says, um, like a spouse, for example, and with se- they don't have the same standard for um, the hygiene of vacuum I mean, at the level that I would like it? Like, how does that conversation go? Or is that like a different conversation? No, that can be part of the same conversation. Um, I would flip partly. And once you've had the conversation about, you know, the different standards and you've maybe asked in the, I'm just trying to understand you. Why do you feel that is clean? And why do you feel like my way is too much? Uh Just so you're aware of that. Then you can go back to a bit of, okay. Some people's version of handling this is, Whoever bugs it most does it, but obviously what we're talking about, that's not a good fit for you right now because you are overwhelmed with time. So at this point, which sounds better? Someone else is doing it and it's not quite as clean as I would like, or 
I really can't handle their standard. So I need to say that person is not doing that chore. I will ask them for help with a different one mm-hmm. and hand off, you know, the vacuuming, you know, to your daughter instead. Okay. I mean, if it's only like a couple things and most of the chores he does in a way you like and things like that, you could always try the honey. It really bugs me. I don't know why it's just, I'm not OCD, but it, it just, it's almost like that. If it could be done like this, it would make me so much more calm. Would you be able to do that to serve me in this way? Yeah. But a lot of the times the chores, the different standard is just not at that level. Yeah. He's and pretty- I, doing dishes and so maybe maybe mm-hmm. it's kind of a fun thing where I bring his airpods over to him and say vacuum's going on for 10 minutes here's your yeah it's like mom is doing dishes and just like make it kind of like lighter and bantering because I think I just take things so seriously sometimes mm-hmm. like get over my <laughs> yeah I know like my kids respond really well to the humor version too yeah yes, they do I have I have lightened up on a lot of my cleaning standards in the sense of, okay, someone else is doing it, not me. Okay, great. That's important. And then pick mm-hmm. which ones I'm going to say, no, it has to be good enough. AKA we're having company over Your Bathroom is horrible. I know you said you cleaned it yesterday. It is not up to standards. Yeah. <laughs> you have to yeah. go deal with it. So picking your battles in that sense. Yeah. No, for t- like timing with the cleaning and things like that. And then I've written about the fire drill items and the evening ideas and timing for clinics, how, like you run a very efficient business. Like there's so many questions I have for you, but like, like your list management, you're running your calendar, you've, you're online, you actually check your email. I only check email when I'm panicked because I know somebody has written me or called me through text or, you know, called me, excuse me, or texted a few times saying, I've sent you an email three days ago, then I'll check it. It's just not part of my wheelhouse, but I, I do know that it's a bit neglectful because it is part of correspondence. And I just feel like there's some structures and some processes that over time I'd like to work on. And I I just admire how you've created yours. I even like the colors that you used on a lot of <laughs> some of that stuff when I first found you. And I was like, okay, this is good. Like I can be all in and then signed up and then that it just, I didn't get started right away. And then we went away and had just a, a that was one of the, one of the many teas that are happening, like the tension and the, the and it was just a terrible, terrible travel time away for a weekend when I thought I was really going to be all in and getting started on this with you. And I got home and I was like, not only sad and deflated from the fallout that had happened with people we were traveling with, but like got home and I just felt like I had to repair and rebuild and recover. And I just wanted to just embrace my whole family. And yeah. I just lost some of that sparkle and I don't, and I was hoping that I would be able to find, find kind of some motivation or, or guidance by jumping on board with you. And now, now I don't, I don't even know how, like, how to start getting online. It's just such a, you know, like when you're like on a roll and you're like, okay, I got this and I can start. Like now I'm like, I don't even know. Yeah. What I'd like to do for that is schedule another call with you because there's so much we could talk about on the business side. Sure. And we're coming about to the end of our time with this. So once we stop recording with this, we'll send you details again. But yeah. So is there anything else before we close productivity wise for your home you want to get to, or is that good for this week? Well, I think that 
the other things I'm guessing are in some of your other materials, like meal planning and calendaring and, and figuring it out how to create time to actually read and not feel guilty about sitting down. So I don't know if any of those are. Yeah, let's start. Um, if you can, those Monday emails that are going out um, to remind you to put a question in every week, okay. start dropping your question in that form. So I can send you something every week. It's like a mini coaching call for you and that specific Great. one. Okay. And that way I can start doing that for you every week. Cause I would love to do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us, Tammy, and less, letting our listeners see what it looks like practically speaking to make time when you are tired out, you are heart sore and you know, your family is not getting the priority that you want. That is a really true to life situation. I know a lot of our listeners are going to resonate with. So thank you so much for being transparent and doing all this. Pleasure. Thank you, Alyssa. And I hope some of these new tips and getting other people to help you on board and uh, two Saturdays a month and all that stuff make a huge difference for you going forward. Thank you. And then to our listeners, remember, if you want calls like this every week, but tailored to you and your problems, fill out this quick application to get started working with me, because I want you to be an amazing work-at-home mom like Tammy and be able to get, actually get everything done and love your work-at-home mom life. So head over to the link I've included below and let's do this. That's all for now. Have a wonderful day.